and welcome to another episode of our podcast, The Rants Over. The show where we talk about life and its problems and also answer your burning questions. I'm Henry. I'm Jessie. Hi Jess. It's, um, <laughs> it's bare laggy today. We're recording from home, guys, because, you know, we're just testing it before the summer holidays actually start to make sure that we're still going to be able to churn out content, you know. Um, so, yeah, this is a bit of a trial episode. I'm in my bedroom at uni. Jessie's in her room at home. So we're miles away and hopefully, yeah, hopefully it works and it doesn't lag too much and, you know, we don't get told off. I need to put my phone on Do Not Disturb because otherwise... Hold on, it's gonna, That's probably it's gonna a good start, idea. It's gonna buzz and fall off where I've managed to prop it up. Okay, right. So we'll start off as always with story of the week. So Jess, do you want to go first? Tell us what's what's going on in Jessie Land. Not a lot because we've just had a law exam, so I was revising for that, and now I don't know what to do with myself because I know all the stuff now. So I'm just having a break before the next one. But I did get my nails done today. Look. Oh wow, red. they're so red. And. I was like, should I get red or should I get like a cute little pinky colour? And then my friend told me that there's this red nail theory. Have you heard of this? No. Apparently, if you have red nails, people fancy you more. So she said, I've got to let her know if people are like chasing me down the street and everything. But I hadn't heard about it, but it's a big thing. <laughs> Ben's going to suddenly start like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Whoa, I was no. obsessed with you. But yeah, um, so... Pretty, pretty exciting. I mean, I also had the same law exam, obviously, and it was it went, it went all right. But same as you, just kind of having a couple of days to regroup before I start revising again. I, I haven't even looked at the next exam. I don't know even know what it's about, to be honest. So we need to look at that. Okay, so it's fine. It's fine. So you should be all right. But we were saying afterwards, because you came out and I said, oh, how did it go? And you were oh, not great. And someone pointed out that you'd been like asking everyone questions and stuff. And I said, yeah, but Henry was asking people the questions. He could have been trying to get all the answers <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> exactly. No, no, I think I did all right. Like I got I got 90% on the MCQ and then on the actual exam one, like uh, it went okay. So we'll see. We will have to wait and see. Anyway, I had, it was me and George's one year last week. So we went out for dinner. That was nice. Pretty sure that was the day after we recorded last week. Um, and then, yeah, all I've got written down is... I'm trying not to Um, is exams as well. So, yeah, did okay. And it was good to get them out of the way. That's all I've got written there. So I think we'll just jump straight into the best of best hole today. Henry's favourite bit. I've got conspiracy space as well. I actually did it this week. Ooh. I, I promised I would, so I did. Um, anyway, first one. My uncle was a well-respected solicitor who often sorted wills for his clients. He'd then pass on which ones had the most amount of money and most remote houses to my dad, who was a prolific career burglar. They never got caught and never will since they're both dead now. That's awful. That's quite smart, isn't it? It's smart, but it's just... People are not good people. People are terrible. No, that's bad. That's bad, but, like... It's, it's so smart. I mean, they would probably never have expected it to be the solicitor that was in on it. No, that's why you should trust who you get to do your will. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, 100%. That's really, the next, really the, scary. The, ne the next one's an example of someone that's actually quite a good person, I think. Um, right. My partner has a terminal illness. Um, I was fully intent on leaving them before their diagnosis, but now I can't because it would destroy them while they are going through it. 
I now have to pretend to love them and also care for them whilst feeling like the worst person in the world. And I had a look at the comments on this one and loads of people were saying like, if anything, it shows that you're just not the worst person in the world because yeah. you're kind of like just firm in it and kind of just, you know, chugging along until your partner dies. Waiting for them to die. That's awful. It's quite sad. Like sort of, it's quite sad. Yeah, that's sort of ruining their life as well, though, because they've decided that they don't want to be with them and now they feel stuck. But obviously they're not being very selfish by staying with them, which I think is quite nice. But then the person who's dying, yeah, I well, think I've, my soulmate stayed with me and they don't love them. Yeah, yeah but I think then the, the person that's dying can die happy, do you know what I mean? Like they're not, not going to die and think... Like, imagine you broke up with them, they'd be like gutted. They'd probably, that'll probably push them to an earlier death. But um, anyway, I thought I thought that wasn't actually like, that bad, but I thought I'd, I'd share it. Anyway, next one. <laughs> I've, I've bought, put this one in because of what you're doing with your flat at uni. Um, I've been selling my spare room on Airbnb for the past five years. If someone stays for only one night, I give the bedding a quick hoover and Febreze the pillows. Why bother washing it every time? Please! <laughs> Hey, that is disgusting. Just, that's so bad, isn't it? I'm going to grab some tissue because I just sneeze my lungs out. If you want to kind of tell us about that and talk to us about what you're doing with your flat. Yeah, so basically over summer, we get absolutely loads of time off. So we're done basically now, aren't we? We've got an exam next week and then that's it. And then we're not going to be back till September. And it's just sitting there and I'm still going to pay the electricity bill. So my father came up with this genius idea to rent it out on Airbnb. But luckily, because obviously it's like 45 minutes away, he's found like this guy and this guy's only job is he organises all people to sort out Airbnbs between each day and things like that. So it's quite clever. So when I go back... You literally have to do no work. Yeah, honestly. And he said, when I go back in September, it'll all be hoovered, it'll all be cleaned and all nice and shiny. So it's great. Can't complain then. But yeah, I was thinking that's disgusting because like, what if multiple people stayed for one night in a row? Like, yeah, do you think it's every time someone stays for one night or if just someone does it once and then someone else stays and he swaps it? I hope I think it's disgusting. You'd still find like hair and like all... You don't know what people have been doing in that bed for one night. I think you can imagine. Yeah, um, I know. Exactly. We'll leave that to the listeners' imaginations. Um, okay, I've got another one. If you come into the pub and order a coffee after 9pm, I'm going to give you a triple shot. Good luck getting to sleep. Um, and I thought that was quite funny because um, I used to be a barista. I think we spoke about this before. I used to work in a little um, seafront like kind of coffee shop. And I'll be completely honest, I had no idea what the difference between lattes and cappuccinos were. I just used to make them all the same. And I just put a bit of chocolate on the cappuccinos and then I'd pretend that I knew that, pretend that they were different. So people would come and order like one large latte and one large cappuccino and they'd get the exact same coffee. But um, I never got, like, no, no one ever noticed and no one complained and it didn't impact the amount of people that came to the business. They probably just thought it was crap coffee, but, you know. <laughs> but it was consistently, was it was consistently crap coffee. So that's all that mattered. They knew that they like were getting crap plane, coffee yeah. all the time. Yeah, it was just exactly. always the same. Um, okay, this this one's really funny. I was chatting up this girl and I told her I had a tattoo on a private place. We arranged to go on a date a week later. So I had to rush downtown and get a tattoo on my ass. Hurt like a bugger. And in the end, I didn't even cop off with her. Why would you do that? That's so silly. Such a ginormous L though, imagine. 
imagine what it was. The... I'm upset that we don't know what it is. Yeah, I didn't say, which is a shame. But imagine going through all that pain and all that effort, and you didn't even get a smooch. Terrible. Have you seen um, Naked Attraction? Do you know where they stand in like yeah. things and it goes up slow? My, uh, my flatmate used to be obsessed with it. I used to watch it all the I time. I love it. I watch it without my grandma and everything. She loves it. But the funny thing is about that, she makes everyone do a dance. She'll go around and they've all got the todgers out and she's like, oh, can you give us a wiggle? And they're just all into it. But one time this guy on it had an elephant I tattoo. Feel... One time this Yes, guy... I've seen this. I've seen this. And the mm. that was the trunk. And the ears were like all over the thing, but I think he would actually. So this. obviously, sometimes it works out, but probably don't advise to get a tattoo like that. I just found it funny that he lied, and then went through the pain of getting a tattoo. Like you could and have just, like, just get blocked it. her and not gone on the date or something. Like, but you actually went through that pain. It's just nuts. Um, okay, okay, that's all I've got for festhold today. My nose keeps running, so apologies, guys. I'm just giving my nose a little, a little wipe. Anyways, Conspiracy Space is back. It's back, it's back, it's back. Jesse looks thrilled. Are you thrilled? Yeah. Thrilled. Lit. Thrilled with okay, the TH. So today we're talking about if the moon landing was fake. <laughs> what? How exciting. I know, guys, I can hear how you're jumping for joy. Anyway, first, I'm going to ask you, Jess, do you think the moon landing was real? Do I think it was real? Yeah. Yeah. Apart from, I've seen one picture where the flag's like sticking ah. out, like it's waving in the wind. We'll get on to this. But there is we'll no get... wind. But we'll I think they photoshopped that because if it was just a limp flag, then that would be a bit rubbish. Well, exactly how that happened. Because I know. I know okay. everything now. Tell me. So, I mean, I think it, I think it's real. I think it'd be a bit weird for that many people involved to pretend to do something like that. It'd be just a bit embarrassing. But um, I've got some some myth busters because obviously we normally like to bust these conspiracy theories on the rants over. So, firstly, one of the main conspiracies is that on one of the moon rocks in one of the pictures, there's what looks like a letter C, which makes it look like a bit of a movie prop. So a lot of people were like, it sparked a massive debate amongst conspiracy theorists that like it was just a set in Hollywood or something. However, we can try. Maybe we can get Bolly to put the um. Bolly's not here today. He's just left us to it, which is probably a mistake. He's but, had um, enough of us. <laughs> we'll um, we'll we'll get him to put the picture on on the screen. But basically, I can I can confirm that it isn't the original photo where there's a C in it. So it's it's actually probably a third or fourth copy and it's pretty quite likely that there was a hair or a thread that fell onto it in the perfect shape of a letter c so it's not a prop unfortunately jesse what did you say you thought that the flag was waving yeah i just wondered do you know that first one who's got enough spare time to zoom in on the pictures and be like look at that i mean we spoke we spoke about some whack conspiracies like these people are crazy so who knows um also getting onto that because obviously this is america like, like lots of americans believe it's fake did you know that if you look that someone made a map of every like claimed ufo sighting every single one is in this really small part of america there's <laughs> none anywhere else anywhere else in the world it's just in america so I think there's just a, a community of nut jobs that all live in one was part all, of the country. Was it all the same person as well? They're all related. I don't know. It might It was all in the same place. But um, okay. So the, the flag is waving. Right here you go. As we know, like you said, there's no wind on the moon. So conspiracy theorists again, they went nuts. They were like, "How is this American flag waving 
when there's no moon. However, again, I'm going to debunk this theory because the flag isn't fluttering. It isn't waving in the wind. In fact, like you said, because there's no wind, it kind of, it, obviously the flag would just be limp. So it just wouldn't look very good. So as well as there being the vertical flagpole, there was also a horizontal pole inside the flag, which held it out. And the little, the little like kind of shivering and like waving of motion of the flag is actually the tiny amount of gravity on the moon trying to pull the flag down. But because it's not strong enough, it just kind of makes it like wave a little bit. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, there's that debunked again. I like that. More? That's clever. That's really clever. More? Yeah, I'm learning fast. Loads of people, I'm learning people were things. like, "Why is there no stars in the pitch?" Right. So basically, everyone was saying, like, leaving Earth and, like, the light pollution on the planet, you'd imagine that all you'd be able to see was stars, right? But no, because all the moon landings were done in what's known as lunar light. So it's basically in daytime, but when you're on the moon. So you can't see the stars just like you can't see them when you're on Earth. Bang. Debunked. I was trying to find that word. I couldn't think of it. I don't know why I've got a little football, by the way. I'm just, like, kind of playing with it whilst recording. Next, I've got two more, okay? I've got one more, and then I've got what's known as the final nail in the coffin. Right. You really enjoyed this idea, Harry. Oh, I loved it. I loved doing my little research. Anyway, NASA's... So, there's something called um, NASA's Lunar Re- Reconnaissance Orbiter. Reconnaissance. Reconnaissance Orbiter. That's the one. It's, it's basically a, a satellite that orbits right. the, the moon. And it's captured thousands of pictures of the moon showing, and it, from the pictures, you can see the landing sites of the Apollo mission. You can see the abandoned rovers from the mission. And you can even see, if you look really closely, there's little squiggly lines. And those are meant to be the footprints of the astronauts. That's really cool. So you can see everything that like, they like, kind of left behind and any kind of debris and stuff because it's just stayed, the small amount of gravity that the moon has, it's kept it down. So if, I, if we can find any pictures, we'll get bodies put them on screen now now and now and then you can have a look um anyway the final nail in the coffin of the conspiracy theories is that on the day of the apollo mission over 50 years ago buzz aldrin and whatever his name is armstrong i can't remember his first name um they planted what's called neil armstrong thank you they planted a lunar laser ranging retro reflector it sounds Whoa. like something out of Star Wars. It sounds it's like real thing. To back, from the, back to the Future. And basically, it's still fully functioning to this day. And what it does is like it's got this like big reflective panel, and it allows us to measure to the centimeter the difference from Earth to the Moon, which is quite cool. But that, that wouldn't be really possible cool. if we hadn't have gone to the Moon. So, you know, there we go. Debunked. We go to... Debunked, and also. Just a footnote, which is what a lot of the articles I read said. It is important to remember that every theory that the moon landing was fake has been debunked, as I've just said, and also the work of over 400,000 people in the operations and 12 astronauts who have walked on the moon should not be discredited. It would be a ridiculous claim for them all to be lying. Yeah, that's one hell of a lie to keep up for this long and for that many people. people. Someone, if, someone I mean. re- if it was fake, someone would have told someone. Yeah, 100%. you would know by now, wouldn't you? So, yeah, that's basically conspiracy theory done. I think that was a pretty good installation of that. I can't lie. Imagine that pretty, pretty your... impressive. So. Imagine that your footprints are on another planet forever. And they could be seen. That's, that's the that's coolest so thing cool, ever. You're literally out of this world cool. and no one can argue with you. 
you're like, out of this world. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> Anyways, that's actually all I've got on the script because, as you know, I went I went for a little Toby Carvery earlier, so I was busy. But we know what the main topic of today's episode is going to be, guys. What are we talking about, Jess? We're going to talk about toxic friends and toxic relationships because I have this friend and I think it's about time that I cut them loose because it's been coming to me for a while and I've just thought about it and I've really had enough. So Henry, Do you want to tell us a bit? <laughs> so Henry, I think that we can't be friends anymore. I've just had enough of you. I don't know if you're expecting me to fight, but I've been thinking the same thing. So <laughs> thank you. It's Cheers, not, guys. It's not me, it's you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Rants Over, the last ever installation. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm joking. I hope we're joking. Anyway, um, we're going to be talking to you guys about toxic friendships and toxic relationships and how to get rid, how to cut them, how to get them gone, because we've all been in situations. Don't cut them. Don't cut them. Okay, Don't well, cut I mean, them. Just cut them off. Let's just cut them off. Cut that <laughs> friendship. But because we have been thinking, you know, like that we've all been in situations where we thought oh, they're, they're, they're not a bit of me anymore. They're actually just a bit a bit jarring. And, you know, this, this friendship isn't healthy. Right. So, um, <laughs> Jess, have you ever had to cut a toxic friend off? You say I know you have. I have. Yeah, I know you have. Several times. Yeah, so, yeah. Because I used to have this friend and every time that I spoke to her, I was just like, you make me feel shit. Like every conversation we had, if I was like, oh, for lunch today I had a chocolate bar, she'd be like, well, I've had 12. And like, <laughs> she'd be, I'd be like, oh, I've got 10 pounds for my birthday. She'd say, well, I got 11. And it's just like that constantly all the time. And I just looked at her one day, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I've had enough. It's like what we were talking about last done. week. I can't do this anymore. Exactly. That's my that's yeah. what I thought. So that was it. And I didn't say to her, like, it's not me, it's you, because it was her, it wasn't me. And I wasn't like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be friends. I just stopped talking to them. Just cut them off. I think that's Quite the best way, way to, to go about things. Yeah, because you think yeah, it's definitely you might deep it and be like, Oh, but we've been friends for so long. But it doesn't really matter how long you've been friends because you don't want to be friends with them anymore. That's all that matters. So just be like, you know what? Yeah, we had a nice friendship at times, you know. And, you know, we've known each other for a while. But realistically, who cares? Cut them off. <laughs> you could just block them. It's the beauty of social media, especially. You can literally just remove them on everything and never have to talk to them again. And then if you see them in, in you know, in the shopping centre or, in, you know, anywhere around school or uni, you just ignore them. Or, you know, just pretend like they don't exist. Exactly. That's the best way yeah. forward, I think. Because what do you think about, like, say if you and Georgia broke up, would you still have her on social media and stuff like that, or would you have to get rid? Well, it depends, isn't it? Because I think, you know, I think, I think this is quite a, quite a debated topic in relationships, is that, you know, like, and I, I think that, you know, you shouldn't really have people on social media that you've um, interacted with romantically or otherwise. <laughs> Um, when you're in a relationship, I just think that's kind of like the done thing. I think, you know, that's like, you know, at least my friends all kind of think that way. So I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, like the thing is, is like, you know, if you're going to end a relationship, then like, what is, in a, in a, to, a, to an extent, what is the point in ke like keeping each other on social media? Do you know what I mean? I feel like, especially with toxic friendships more so, because it's almost like, you know, you keep, 
you've ended a friendship because it's toxic. So why would you then keep it there? When you obviously you know that that's not what you want and you know that it makes you unhappy and you know it's not good for you. So why would you keep the because if you keep on social media, it just or keep you know them in your life, say it just gives the opportunity for them to keep upsetting you and annoying you and making you angry. And that's why I think you should just get gone, get gone, get out of my life. That's what I think. Yeah, anyway. that's that's what I think as well. Because if you're going on like Instagram or whatever and you say, oh. So and so has like done this and done that. I mean, it's like anything with social media. Like people always say, like unfollow influencers and stuff who make you feel miserable. Do you know things like that? Because you're looking at people and you're like, oh my god, they're on holiday. They're doing this. They're doing that. And if it's someone that's like you used to be friends with or used to be with, and then you see they've got a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend or a new group of friends, you're just gonna be sit there and be pissed off. But like, yeah. I see people now, and I'm like, oh, they're like doing something fun, and I'm just sat at home and then I'm like but last week I was doing something fun so why exactly. does it matter I think I think social media is like I mean we talk about it a lot on this podcast but I do think it has a lot of negative impact on like just our interactions as humans daily because and also like our expectations as well because we see like like you said you see these influencers on social media it's quite literally their job to go and do fun things and go out for dinner every meal and go to the gym and post pictures with all their friends and all of this because that's what they get paid to do so obviously they're doing it all the time but i feel like sometimes especially and also with relationships it can give people quite a warped sense of what a good relationship is and what you have to do to have a good relationship and you know like how much um, like attention you have to give, how much time you have to spend with each other, how much money you have to spend on each other, all sorts like this. Because these influence, obviously, they're all millionaires and rich and everything from doing their job. So they're able to buy their friends Ferraris and buy their partners watches and jewellery and all of this and always treat them. And that realistically, none, none of us can really do that because especially our age, we're all students, none of us have any money. And, you know, <laughs> I just think like with the friendships as well, like, if you're able to unfollow an influencer that makes you unhappy, then you should be able to unfollow, you know, Bill Bill from next door that you've been friends with for six months just because, you know, you've had a couple laughs and a couple nights out together. It doesn't mean that you have to be friends anymore. And I think I definitely noticed that in, um, you know, when last week we were talking about those people that I was like talking to before I came to uni. And like, it's like that kind of thing. Like I had no issue with just blocking them. You know, you know, like or removing them, and then if you bump into them, like, oh, Henry, you're right. It's like, oh, hi, you're right. You can be polite, but you don't need to like. I think you can be chummy, and also like, you know, friendships are very selective things. You know, you trust that person a lot. You spend a lot of time with them. All, all these like kind of different parts of a friendship that maybe people don't think about. You know, and so, you, I think it's okay to be very selective with who you're open with and friend, friendly with. I mean, I don't know if you've got any other examples of cutting toxic friends off or anything like that that you might want to share. I've got a few. Give us, one. Yeah, Give us another d- one. I just think, like, at the end of the day, if you're having conversations with people and you're around people that just make you feel rubbish, or even if you just don't feel like you can be yourself around someone, I was thinking, yeah. if I wouldn't put up with, like, my mum saying that to me, then why am I putting up with someone else saying that to me? Like... Yeah. If someone said that to you and it was someone you didn't know, you'd be like, what What are you doing? Or I always think, you know how people give their friends advice and then they're in a similar situation It's like, no, I don't want to do that. And yeah. it's like, so if you came up to me and was like, oh, 
so it's like we'll use Tim as an example oh Tim's making me like feel really bad he's like not being very nice to me or whatever I'd be like Henry just don't be friends with him anymore then I've got like now compared to when I was younger a more tight-knit group of friends but even my friends I don't have very many but I value them a lot more than I did when I was in a bigger group and someone pointed this out to me the other day they said at school there was like a big group of girls or a big group of boys and they seemed quite scary and they were the popular kids or whatever but when you spoke to them on an individual level none of them actually liked each other and they'd just turn around and be like oh I don't like them I don't like them and I just think well you're just doing it for the image and as you get older you just think I want someone that I can speak to about my problems I want someone I can rely on and if you can't and if you don't want to talk to people about that then what's the point? I think also as well, like as you get older, I think you realise that nobody, because I think when you're, when you're, you know, like at secondary school and stuff, it's massive, like who's the most popular, who get, who's got the most friends, who's in the biggest friendship group. But like as you get older, you really, really, really start to realise that like genuinely nobody gives less, like nobody's bothered less about who you're friends with, how many friends you've got, any of that. Nobody cares. So I think, as you, like you said, as you get older, I'm the same. Like, you know, you go from having a big group of friends so they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And you're actually ending up with just a very tight-knit group of friends that you can go to for anything and that make you happy and don't make you feel like shit about yourself and stuff. And I think it's very important to just recognise when, you know, you're in a friendship where, you know, you're not actually... I feel like if you're in a friendship where you spend more time... Like, there's nothing wrong with arguing and stuff. But I think if you're in a friendship or a relationship where you're spending more time pissed off or unhappy than you are happy and you know enjoying their company then you're definitely doing something wrong I'd say yeah 100% I mean I always like look at older people and think oh my mum's not friends with anyone who makes her feel bad or if she is then that she's not friends with them anymore it's like um you look at how I always look at how my mum and dad's relationship was and that's what I sort of modeled on what my I wanted mine to be and I think that's sort of carried me through life with how I am with different things like I've seen things my mum and dad don't like and I've stopped doing that so but in terms of relationships and friendships then I think that's really important to like you said just have people that you know will be there for you because at the end of the day if you've got a friend who only cares about themselves and you need them or you want to talk to them about like I don't know problems you're having at home problems with your boyfriend say you're in a car accident you need to call someone if they're not going to be there for you with your minor problems then they're not going to rock up and help you out then so mm-hmm. I, I, I agree 100% I think you're right what you said about your parents like you know and also like there's a massive difference between you know being in a healthy relationship especially and being in a relationship where you pretend that you're amazing because I think like you know I don't know about your parents but you know my, I think my parents are like any any parents you know they argue they love each other you know they'll fight about silly little things they'll disagree on certain things but no matter what it was they they always say they love each other and everything and I've kind of grown up seeing that so for me it's like you know and don't get me wrong like I'm well aware how fortunate that is that that's like kind of what I've been able I've had that example set my whole life so I think for me in my friendships and relationships I completely understand that like you know in any interaction I have with any person whether it's at work whether it's people on my course whether it's you know with my girlfriend or you know with my housemates and stuff I completely understand that you can voice your upset and your anger with something without it causing a massive blow up and a problem that's completely irresolvable 
like it's, it's if anything it's probably more healthy to argue about certain things than it is to just agree all the time because you're never going to meet anyone that you agree with all the time. I know, you know, we probably disagree on certain things, you know. You know, we probably disagree on certain things with Bolu. And then you and Bolu might agree on something that I don't agree on. Do you know what I mean? That's just an example. But I think it's complete. that's completely natural. But I think the thing you've got to do is identify the difference between that and relationships where you're actually just not happy at all. Or where you're kind of like, you pretend to be happy. And, you know, like, there's, I mean, I'm not going to name anyone, obviously, but there's groups of girls here that I know through friends and that I used to be friends with and stuff that, like, I just know for a fact chat shit about each other all the time because they, they've all chatted shit about each other to me. And I know that, but they're still all friends and they've been friends since first year. And it's almost like, you know, and on social media, they'll always be posting each other, like, oh, my babe, and all this going out for drinks and stuff. And they're all, cuddling and kissing each other on the cheek and i'm like i i'm like girl i've literally sat with you at freeze and heard you ch- chat shit about her like relentlessly i think it's sad if anything that people can't identify how fake those friendships are or they might be able to and they just think actually like i don't really care enough to to question it and they just kind of chug along with it but yeah that was kind of just the point i was making but yeah i think a lot of the time people don't want to confront like their problems or confront the issues that they're having because at school I had like loads of friends and then I got to year 11 and I just had enough and I started telling people like what I thought and why I didn't like them and stuff like that and I ended up with no friends but the people one of my closest friends Flo at school we absolutely hated each other because I was in this big group and she got left out of it and that was probably my fault um, but now we're like absolutely best friends and she's really someone I really really value but at school, we just, I remember sitting there and our like teacher was like, so girls, you need to get on with each other. And we're like, no, we're never going to be friends. We really like can't stand each other. It's never going to happen. Like she's awful. She's a bitch, whatever. And girls, think, especially at that age are quite funny though, aren't they? Like they are very set in their, like they're set. They're like, absolutely not. I'm not being friends with her. Like she's a bitch, all this. It's like, whoa, chill out, man. Like Yeah. And I was like that with everyone. I mean, still sassy now but at school I was just properly scanning so I ended up just pissing everyone off because I was like look I don't like you I don't like what you're saying like don't do that but like you said everyone was fake then and the funny thing is some of them are still friends maybe we should cut that bit out I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's the thing is that we all know this is like I could name like so I'm not obviously not gonna but I could literally sit here for like hours and I could tell you because I, I feel like for the most part I'm I'm a bit more of an observer when it comes to gossip especially so like you know at pre's when people are like chatting shit i'll kind of just sit and listen and then the next pre's i'll sit and listen to what the other person's got to say yeah and i find out so much information about and i especially at uh, school i used to do it all the time because i wasn't as confident and outgoing as i am now i kind of just sat back and observed and it was so interesting just sitting and listening and you kind of you really start to like notice what people are you know what they're really like what they're actually like like behind closed doors because they have no filter they, they they don't think oh actually i might i might keep that part to myself they'll tell everyone like anything everything and anything and so you can literally pick up and hear anything you want to hear any bit of gossip so i know probably a lot more than i should or than i meant to in in that, that kind of sense but um yeah i think you're right i think you're spot on like people just are fake and they're, they're still fake and you know that's why for me, I, I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I remember that during first year, we had a mass 
massive group of us that all went out for pre's and stuff. And um, it got to a point where this one couple, they're still together now, but they just used to take over pre's because every, and to be honest, I don't really care if they're listening. Um, every single yeah, night women out, you. every single night out, they'd have an argument. And it will be, all of pre's would be, you know, us trying to talk to him, the girls trying to talk to her and make sure everyone was okay. And like, it's turned out that they're both, I mean, I was never very fond of, especially one part of that relationship. Which one? But, um, Which one? Uh, the girl. The girl. Right. Um, and she kind of, you know, we didn't, so we all fell out with her, like me and my group of like friends. And she kind of like, she'd gone from like being friends with all of us and then she saw this chance, like, you know, in our accommodation, and we'd have trees in our, just our group, and then we met these people in another accommodation, which was one of the nicer ones, and suddenly she was just friends with all those girls, and it was like, oh, who's surprised? No one is. And then slowly, slowly, people dropped off from the original group, and then we eventually were just like, yeah, I can't stand her. But even now, she'll be like, oh my god, hi, 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 Henry, all of this. And she'll be really friendly to Georgia, and like, I've heard, like, we know that she's chatted shit about Georgia and stuff like this, but she'll still be really like, oh my god, hi, hi, hi. And it's just so crazy that, and it's it's the same kind of group of girls I'm t- I was talking about earlier, where it's like, I've heard them all chatting shit about each other, all of them, every single one. But then, if, when, you know, in front of everyone else and on their social medias, they're still best friends. Like literally on the same night, they'll have a massive row at pre's, be like all bitching to each other, and then suddenly you wake up in the morning and all over their Instagrams is pictures of them all together. Oh my god, my girls, I love you guys so much. It's like, just drop it, man. Drop the fakeness. It's crazy. But yeah. But do you know what? Do you know what's good about that, Henry? Is that now people will probably be more aware that everything that they see, even if it's people that you know, because it's not always influencers. I've seen people on social media in relationships. They look so happy. And then they've split up. And I've been told afterwards, oh, this is what happened when, when he was being really nasty to me or we just had an argument five minutes before this but you don't know any yeah. of it until someone decides to tell you so take everything with a pinch of salt guys oh yeah i mean you can you can and that goes with everything you see on social media because you can so easily you know you could have an argument you could have an argument with ben for example and then you know because ben feels like he's been a twat he posts yeah. a really happy picture of you two together like oh i love you so much everyone like me and everyone else that sees it is like oh Jesse and ben are so happy they're so cute <laughs> but realistically it's because you've just had an argument and that's why yeah. I think it's just so, yeah, like you said, you've just got to take everything with a pinch of salt because Someone... every, everyone has problems and everyone argues it's completely normal. But I think you've just got to make sure you can distinguish between having a healthy relationship or friendship with arguments and disagreements and having an unhealthy friendship or relationship with no arguments, no disagreements or the opposite, you're always doing it. Yeah, and actually what you said about Ben's just brought something back to me. One of my friends, someone asked her, oh, are Jesse and Ben still together? This was a while ago. Are Jesse and Ben still together? Because she's not posted any pictures of him in a while. And I just sat there and was like, sorry, we're literally with each other all the time just because you've not seen a photo (laughs) of us on Instagram. Like, get over yourself. And then I felt such fan behaviour. It was me and George's anniversary. Yeah, but exactly, because it it was me and George's anniversary last week. And we went out for dinner. And we hadn't really, like, posted, like, oh, happy one year and everything. Like, we like... We do we do that do that sometimes, but at the same time it's like it's a post on Instagram. I spend I'm spending the day with you. Like you know how much yeah. I love you. I I don't need to 
you know, it doesn't always need to be written out on Instagram for everyone else to see because I'm not telling them how I feel. I'm telling you. Do you know what I mean? So it was like kind of, you know, we put, put a little picture of where we'd gone to the botanist and we got a really nice dinner. And we just took a little picture and was like, oh, happy anniversary. And that was it. There's no like, we didn't do like, oh, you mean everything in the world to me, all this. Because I've said that to her in yeah. the presents I got her and the card I wrote and everything like that. So I just feel like, like you said, so like you said, don't, when you see people are really happy, don't assume that that's the case. But also just because people aren't posting each other, like it doesn't mean that they're not happy or together or whatever. It just probably means that, you know, they're too busy spending time together to post something. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like on my birthdays, the fan didn't like put anything on for my birthday. And it used to really bother me. Because I'd be like, why aren't you posting something for yeah, my but that's because you were, you were bothered about other people seeing it, right? Yeah, I know. But now exactly. I'm just like, I don't care. And do you know what makes me even happier? That I know people will be like, he doesn't love her. Yeah. He does not even like her. And I'm just sat there like, well, he's given me gorgeous presents. He spent the whole weekend with me. He's written really nice things in my card that made me cry. <laughs> but do you know what? You will never know what that was. That's what I mean. But that's, what, that's so personal. Nobody else needs to know what it is. Like, I made Georgia a little book with, like, like a photo book, kind of, with all our memories. And, like, no, like it's that's between me and her. And, like, the card I've written and everything like that, like, it, like you said with Ben, like, I don't need media. Because, like, like, like I just said, like, you weren't upset because Ben wasn't giving you that affection and attention in person. You were just annoyed because no one else was seeing it. But nobody else needs to see it. And that's what you, like, as you know, you know that now. Like, it doesn't matter. And it's exactly the same in friendships. You know, like, I don't post all of my friends all the time every time we go out to, to, to get Nando's or something. I don't need to. I don't, I, I'm not an influencer. I don't need to live on social media and post everything that I do on social media. I don't think, I think, other than the other day when I think I was out or something and a couple of funny things happened, so I, I was posting on my private story, like, I, I don't think I posted something on my story for ages because I just don't, like, it's the same thing. I don't need to. Stuff like that. Like, Nobody needs to know that I'm out for out for Nando's of all my housemates. It doesn't matter. Nobody needs to know that I, you know, me and Georgia are doing this today because it's our the week before our one year or something like that. It just doesn't matter. But um, yeah, I think I mean we've both gone off on a bit of a tangent today, but I think it's been a good little chat. When do we not? When do we not? I think if anything, it's been a bit of a therapy session. I think I've enjoyed it. Has, it has always. But um, but yeah, I think that's kind of that topic kind of covered. To be honest, so. I don't know, like, are, are we done? Have you got anything else to get off your chest, Jess? Oh, last thing. I've seen this thing this morning. It's very relevant to what we're talking about. Do you know Greg James? Yeah. So he's written this, like, opinion piece about how people need to stop trauma dumping. Because, do you know, what's that podcast? The podcast with, it's literally fell out my brain. The guy from Dragon's Den, the young... Oh yeah, Stephen Bartlett, Diary of a CEO. Yeah, so he has people come on and they're like, this is everything that's happened in my whole life and I'm traumatised and my mum died and this, 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 this. Yeah, I've, I've and they're this like, for a while. It's like, it's and so, it's so repetitive. And tears. Yeah. And I just think this is going to be like the first time that you've properly met this person. All these mm. people are hearing it. Like, and he was basically saying like, feel free to keep some stuff to yourself. Like, you don't need yeah. to tell everyone what's happened in your life your whole time. Exactly, and also like like those those podcasts are interesting, and I think Stephen Bartlett himself is a brilliant host, and he's brilliant at, at what he does. But it's like you click on a Stephen Bartlett like, or Diary of a CEO video, and you know exactly what the B roll is going to be. Yeah. It's going to be people crying. 
it's going to be, you know, oh, it was the hardest time of my life. Cut to, cut to them crying, cut to them laughing, cut to a good memory, and then them crying again. And in every episode, don't get me wrong, I still watch a lot of them because they are really interesting. And when it's, when it's an interview of someone that you're interested in, it's brilliant. You get a good insight a lot of the time into their life. But I do think that they can get a bit repetitive. And that's not a dig at, at Stephen. Like, I think he, like, yeah, no, like I said, I, but like I said, I think he's quality, and I like I really enjoy a lot of his his episodes. But it is like, like you just said, like you don't need to tell everyone everything in your life. You really don't. And plus, a lot of the time, I bet those people come away and don't really feel better about themselves. No, if anything, they're probably like, oh shit, I've just told the world that. Yeah, and but then I've you've got... not really got anything for yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like someone could come up to you. Say it's like, I don't know, like Ronaldo or something, he tells his whole life story. Then he could meet a fan and they're like, I'm so sorry to hear about what happened to you when you're five. And if that was me, I would freak out. Yeah, I'd be like, what? And then he'd be like, oh shit, yeah, I actually told the, yeah, whole, world the whole world. I've got a friend at home that, um, that he's, in a, he's in a relationship now and he's really happy. But before he used to, you know, he used to like, his whole thing was trauma dumping. So he, he's not had the easiest life, but like he'd meet a girl and he'd just dump everything on them. And, it, and he kept finding really, like, troubled girls. Because, obviously, you'd be either be like, what the fuck? And you'd run. <laughs> or they'd be like, oh, shit, brilliant. I've got all this trauma. Have Me it, too. Have it back. Have it back. Like, and then they'd just be, like, just depressed together. And it was like, I was like, bro, that's not a good way of, like, exploring new relationships and potential relationships. Like, you don't, not everyone needs to know everything about your childhood or your upbringing or how happy you are or how depressed you are. It's completely personal. And like, at the same time, like, you know, if you want to share that with people, go for it. But I just don't, it's not something that everyone in the world needs to hear at all. No, exactly. Well, I think it's been a very good chat. I think the listeners will enjoy. I hope you do, guys. And um, as always, um, like, follow, subscribe. I'm trying to think of anything else. Leave a five-star Write rating, us a review, comment. Yeah. Write us a review. Um, we're going to do some more. Let us know what you thought about this format. Obviously, we, we understand it's not ideal. We prefer being in the studio, although Jesse smells. So it's actually quite nice not having a hot <laughs> breath coming over the table at me. But um, but no, guys, uh, let us know what you think. Obviously, it's not ideal. We'd much rather be in the studio. But obviously, you know, I live in Brighton. I know I'm not there now, but I live in Brighton. Jess lives in Mansfield. So No, I do not. No, I do not. <laughs> I was trying to get a reaction. Um and obviously Bolu lives in, in the ends in London. Um so you know we're to be honest, we're basically just all over the place. So it just doesn't work. So yes, what we sh- what we'll say is um stick with us. We'll try and keep the, the uploads consistent over summer. There might be a couple of weeks where we don't, but you know, I'm going I'm going travelling at the especially at the end of August. Yeah, start of September I'm going travelling. So we'll probably have maybe a month where it's Jesse and Bolu presenting. There'll be episodes where it's maybe Jess isn't here and I'll get a break from her. Um, or, you know, just, just let us know what you think. Like, if you want to have, like, you know, if, if it can only be one of us, would you still enjoy that? Just let us know. Because <laughs> Which one would you Who would you prefer? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. We all know the answer. So I think just bear with us. Hopefully you enjoy the content still. Don't switch up on us just because we're not sat in a studio with fancy cameras and fancy mics we've got our airpods in we're, we're in our bedrooms but we're trying for you guys so please we hope you enjoyed the episode and yeah for now the rant's over. Over. see you later guys thank you bye